Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We are the festive hairy bikers. I'm Santa Dave. So I'm Santa side with, with a bit of a Christmas present vibe. And yes, we're here we are. Uh, just a couple of days from Christmas 2022. It's time to get solving your problems. And as we're releasing this podcast just two days before Crimbly. Woohoo! <laughs> I always get excited. I always get excited. Um, we'll start by wishing you all. A very, very Merry Christmas. <laughs> Though, of course, it's a podcast. So, it could be in July. All you need to know is that we're recording it's just a few days before Christmas. And Uncle Si, who previously refused to wear a Christmas jumper, God love him, he's made an effort. Your Uncle Dave, however, is wearing, well, something very lovely. Uh, what's, oh, yes, yeah, Christmas, yeah, it's a Christmas waistcoat. He's got more waistcoats, this man, than, than, than a waistcoat shop. It is remarkable. It's, uh, what is it? Santa Claus, what do you think? Oh, yes, yeah, because uh, it's Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit like me, comes once a year. Anyway. <laughs> Christmas can bring its own troubles. But don't worry, we're here right through the whole of Christmas and New Year period with a new podcast every Friday. So keep emailing us, agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. Now, posing the problems today is uh, is Santa's little helper, um, <laughs> as, as opposed to the mother's little helper, is uh, is is our Jeevesy. And, and, and look at you, you've got like you've got Santa getting stuck in the chimney, and you've got tinsel around your neck. Yeah, I've got Santa getting stuck uh, down the chimney, down my front here, down my jumper, yeah. and uh, and yes, I am. Uh, I've got like you, Sai. Uh, I've got Christmas lights around me. Yes, but, uh, and we're both plugged into the mains. Yes, now, which, yes. We, sh- we should say. <laughs> this is uh, this is not something you should try at home, listeners. We're doing this under no. under advice. But um, yeah, if at any point we both explode during the podcast, that'll be the reason why. Yeah, and so and clearly we didn't listen to the advice. <laughs> we didn't listen to the advice. No, that's right. I think adds, there was something on the on the packet that I didn't read. Clearly, um, It'd be great for ratings, though, wouldn't it? Really, oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Well, uh, an explosion live on a podcast and um, yeah. uh, we we have one question actually that's coming before a quick one before we get into the main questions uh, but it's actually for tash posh tash Ooh. so Ooh. so if you'd like to uh, introduce posh tash dave then i have a little question for her here darling as she's back and if she was a fairy she'd be sat right at the top of the christmas tree in her rods oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> morning morning good morning darling Oh, it sounds exciting to be at the top of the tree in Harrods. I'd rather like that, I have to say. It'd be fun watching all those Christmas shoppers, wouldn't it? I'm loving this. I love Christmas. I'm very happy. And I was slightly concerned that uh, Sai wasn't going to come to the table with anything sparkly. And he's done very well. Look at it. I came Look with spare it. everything. He's Look, got, got a, a tree, tree as well. Oh, this is a portable tree. Look at that. Portable no, yeah, it is. This is also a way into the mains. <laughs> so um, it's uh, I, yeah. You've never seen anybody go through that Christmas that that, that Christmas plastic box that's in the oh. shed as quick as I had this morning. I was, uh, 
Dave's going like to kill me if I don't make an effort. I'm it's fundamentally because I'm frightened of him. That's why. <laughs> it looks a bit like when you're in hospital, you've got an intravenous drip. You're going to have to go everywhere. I thought you were like, that's oh, yeah. you your tree and your <laughs> Right, look, Mark, I'm ready for the question. Okay, it comes from uh, Lena Murray, who's in Berkshire. So uh, yeah. she says, Ooh. hello, thank you for a brilliant podcast. She says to everyone, happy Christmas, love to you all. Great. I have a question for Posh Tash. Have you made your Christmas cake? So, strictly, the honest answer is no. This was months the, ago. We talked about boom, you making your Christmas cake. I know, Christmas. I know, I know, I know, I know. Boom, 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 you know, I, I'm... I think I need to confess, I'm very good at, like this morning I've made gingerbread with my little one and I've done my mince meat puff pastries. I I quite like the quick thick stuff. When I've got half an hour to spare, what can I throw together? And because this year, when I announced I might make the Christmas cake, I thought I was hosting, but I'm not hosting this year. I'm going to my in-laws. And so I didn't make the cake. And is that a poor excuse? Is it me or did we just hear a, a stream of excuses there? Yes, well, you know why? Because she's given the staff the days off. No. That's why. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. what's happened. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. And I do want to make it and I will make it. But suddenly, uh, November seems too early to get peak for Christmas. And then suddenly Christmas is on your doorstep. And I, yeah, I messed up. Well, we've got a great recipe for saffron cake that you can make for Easter. If you start <laughs> now. What, now? Yeah, yeah. God, don't make me do that. I'm struggling with my glazing and my carrots. I promise whoever that promise, is it Gillian? What was her name? I promise uh, I'll do it next year. As Lena. Promise, if we're still going. Where'd you get Gillian from? Her name's Lena. Yeah. No, I don't hide bad with names. Who are you? <laughs> Dave. Dave. I'm Dave. Brian. <laughs> Dave and Brian. Right. Right, uh, now Dave, let's let's get solving, bro. Uh, let's get wingly a jingly, wingly finger, belsy finger thingy. Bing, 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 bing. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest. Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best. In this tinseltastic episode of the Agony Uncles, Uncle Sai, Uncle Dave, and Poshtash, you're going to be waving your magic wand of wonder over these worries and woes. We have a frozen wellington we have a springy question we have grandma's word wrangling and we have my girlfriend reveals herself oh is that confidential corner that's confidential corner oh, you yeah. juicy, juicy. Oh. let's start there come on it's christmas let's start with the best well we're actually going to start with a frozen wellington this comes from karen it came in on social media who said hi everybody big fan of the show and the podcast wonder if you can help me with this can you prepare and freeze the veggie wellington ahead of time i can't find anywhere that states if it's freezable or not please help many thanks for all your wonderful recipes karen over to you Yes, you can, Karen, because I've done it and it works pretty done well. It. And Dave's yeah. done it, and uh, and I think that um, the only thing you have to do once you've cooked it is you really got to let it go cold, because otherwise the moisture from the veggies just make anyway it all goes horribly wrong. So cook it, let it go completely cold, and then freeze it. Yeah, to be honest, and the recipe it's a superb recipe. We <clears throat> we wrote a nut roast for the vegetarians in our family about nearly 20 years ago, didn't we? It was on yeah. uh, Richard and Judy, I think. Anyway, we got bored with serving that every Christmas, and that's why we invented the Veggie Wellington. And it's superb with it. The, the prunes soaked in brandy in the middle, like oh, a little core, so the duck cellar mushrooms. It's a really good dish. But 
it can be a bit if, if you're doing a, a regular christmas dinner as well it can be a bit of a bother on so to be fair i i i make like say make it beforehand glaze it up slap it in the oven and that's a vegetarian catered for with huge aplomb and taste without the effort on the day yes it's a good recipe it'll be out there on the websites for nothing so we're not trying to can I ask something? Is there ever a case where you cook something not quite fully before you freeze it? Do you know what I mean when you then you finalise it afterwards? Or is, do you always cook it totally, utterly, perfectly crisp brown pastry and then... Well, you can you can slightly undercook the you, you you have to get the you have to get well if you do that you've got to get thermometers in and stuff and particularly with meat. But if you're talking about pastry and the colour of it, what I normally do is I'll um, and I think Dave does the same. I'll not egg wash it. So then yeah. what happens is when I when I come to when I come to reheat it. So obviously you've got to defrost it fully. Then I'll egg wash it. And right. then I stick it in the oven. But the yeah. Wellington, you wouldn't bake it and then freeze yeah. it. What you no. do is you've done the fillings and everything, yeah. assembled it. The duck cell and mushrooms, you'd have to you have to cook it and let it go cold. So I'm basically it's, it's veg- vegetables, so it's pretty safe anyway. Yeah. I would assemble it then in the raw pastry, which I admit will come from a packet. Yes. And then you fold that over and freeze that as a whole. Right, okay. Yes. So actually okay. you are baking it, once it's thawed, you're baking it as from fresh and it will be. Oh, okay, fine, fine. Good. I thought, you're also the person who gets a pie from the chip shop and then freezes it, are you, in the hope <laughs> you'll have it one day? So that's no. not good. This no. you'd be like a carpet tile. <laughs> hey, Dave, you know, you know what? Talking about pastry and carpet tiles, our Dill, our Dill's got this job, at, uh, as I was saying the other week. Hi. And uh, he, he goes, yeah, Dad. I've got to wear, I've got to contribute to the Christmas buffet. I goes, what are you doing? He goes, can we do a plate, mince and onion, plate pie? And I yes. went, yes, son, we can. <laughs> so he's coming over today at midday after the podcast to make, not that I haven't got enough to do, I've got to pack the, pack the van. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're going to have Sherry, Dad. Oh, hi, great. You can help us with a Land Rover. Thanks very much. Yes. <laughs> really plate pie. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I tell you what I noticed this year that's come out at Christmas. There's a, there's a huge big thing about pigs in blankets. And indeed, it was on Radio Cumbria now, uh, a week ago. There's a bit of controversy. Can you have Yorkshire puddings with your Christmas dinner? Yes. Oh, oh definitely. Yes. Yeah, yes. Especially. Take a taste of a gravy. It's what gravy is made for. Yeah, I think you boys have always said passionately about you've got to have the Yorkshire pudding and you've got to fill it with the gravy. I won't deny growing up in Surrey that I never had a Yorkshire pudding with my roast. But now I've got into my own, you know, I'm the family leader and things. I would make a Yorkshire pudding because my husband's family, it's like if you don't do Yorkshire puddings, they can hardly eat anything else. It's that they only do it for the Yorkshire puddings. Yeah. So there's a competition now who gets as many on their plate, how big they can be. So yeah. I have to say now I can't imagine a roast or a Christmas without a Yorkshire pudding. Do you know what my mum used to do and Dave and I used to love it, right? She used to put them, you know, the, you know, the, the, the whole, t- and I mean, honest to God, the, the, it was, yeah, it was like there was a, there was a fire. But um, <laughs> it gave up so much smoke because you got it so hot. You know, the whole, the, the big roasting tins, yeah mm. she used to do them and then section it up so you got the crispy outside and then the soft inside nice. oh, yeah. oh yeah. man yeah. they were so good and then she used to like carve it up and you just got this big slab of christmas pudding oh <laughs> no epic epic yorkshire pudding, but you know, uh, yorkshire pudding. yeah but these what i have with, with the problem i've got with my wife is oh yeah <laughs> romanians don't do gravy yeah. however she loves yorkshire pudding so 
I just keep trying to say, you can't, you can't. And she'll sit there, happy as Larry, whoever Larry was, eating the Yorkshire puddings with no gravy. I'm with mm. her a little bit, I'll mm. be honest, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, gravy know, goes look. on the vegetables. Oh, no. no. Oh. Well, that's why it's got a hole in the middle. Oh, God, help you. Anyway, <laughs> an- another contra- controversy or controversy that came on Cumbria was that pigs in blankets are obviously great at Christmas, but apparently people have started having them all year round. And I've got to admit, if I do, not with pot, but if I do roast chicken, I like my little pigs in blankets, even if yeah. it's August. Yeah, same. Yo, you see, there you go, same. It's lovely. Yeah. I did a, I did a roast last night and I forgot the pigs in blankets. No. I gutted. And we spent the whole time, all of us, talking about the fact that we missed the pigs in blankets. <laughs> Everyone forgot to say how delicious the rest was. It was, oh, it would have been better with the pigs in blankets. Do you, know, do you know what, though, Tash, as well? I don't know. As you do, we, we, we love them. Um, you know, mm-hmm. devil's on horseback. I love them. Oh, yeah, we date some bits. Yeah, date yes. some bits. And it's so nice, man. Yeah. It's nah. sweet. I don't know. It's a bit sweeter. I don't know. Well, I kind of, I kind of quite like it because you, you have your cranberry sauce, which is slightly acidic, and then you've got the sweet kind of thing. I mean, I'm not talking about instead of God forbid. I'm talking <laughs> about as well as yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Because that's the good bit. You get all the yeah, you're trimming stuffings, two stuffings, stuffings. Yes, yeah. man. Oh. I have well, to say, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, mention another uh, chef on this uh, podcast, but uh, the famous Italian one that we often, uh, as good friends with Gordon Ramsay as well, uh, Gino, <laughs> I, mean, I mentioned him. He said he went on this weekend actually and publicly said how horrific it is that us Brits have one whole plate of food that we put everything on a plate and then we cover it with gravy and therefore everything tastes of gravy. <clears throat> and he couldn't have been ruder about our Christmas lunch. And I was well, there going, oh, I thought I liked you, but now I don't. No, I can kind of see his point culturally, you know. Yeah, it's, I, it's, well, culturally, definitely. Because yeah. the Italians certainly don't eat like but that. But you see, I, I love no. that idea of the Christmas dinner. I think it, it, it's like everything. If you have it when you're a kid and it's special, it's got so many memories and it can be, well, I had my kids breakfast this morning of choice. And it's tinned tomatoes on toast with lots of pepper and a couple of rashes of bacon on. And oh, yes, wow. the toast goes soggy, but I've had it since I was five. And that's my comforting <laughs> breakfast. And it's a, I do what I did do today on the pigs in blankets scenario. I've noticed that pigs in blankets, people are starting to get creative. I was at, I was at my friendly butcher the other day and I bought, and I've frozen it. I, I will make me own honest, but I bought a foot long pig in blanket. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Centerpiece. Oh, the table. That's that's a bacon wrapped penis. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not in my world. Obviously. (laughs) Just you know, in the world of pornography, that is exactly what that is. No, foot long pig in blankets. Brilliant. Epic. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it'll have the same thing though, because will they, you know, you've got to have that, the little winky ones, you've got that correct correlation between chardness, bacon, yes. and just enough sausage That's meat. That's what I love. I love it when the, when the yeah. fat goes off. Is the foot longer one? going to be like a bacon sort of sausage roll affair. Yeah. I will find out. I'll have that alongside the regular one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that oh. mean you just get that one? Everyone no, else no, gets no, the no, mini one and you just no, get the giant one. I just one. thought it'd be nicer <laughs> oh, than the yeah. regular. It's just another component, you know. Uh, you know, and everything's bigger from Cumbria, you know. Uh, of course it is, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Brilliant. Well, Karen, we started off with your Wellington and we ended up with a foot-long Cumbrian sausage. So, uh, But yes, you can indeed freeze your veggie Wellington ahead of time. All is indeed. well. Food makes everything better. 
this is comes from John, who's got in touch on social media, who uh, says, Hello, uh, Harry Bikers. We remember an episode where you used a spring form tin and did something to the base to prevent leaks and made it easier to get the cooked product out. But we can't remember what the trick was. Can you remind us, please? Ask John. Sent from his iPhone. Right. You just line it with, like, bacon paper, you know, like, yeah, greaseproof paper. Like a springform tin, it's one of those tins that's designed so you get your cake out without it getting knackered. Yeah. So basically, you'll pull a spring at the side, the sides fall out, and the base is separate. So and it clips together. Now, if you've got one that's been bashed in the cupboard, then the base might not fit as snugly as it used to do when it was a young tin. Yes, indeed. So, and if you've got a runny batter, it could leak. Yes. So what I always do is I've got my tin. I, I, I take the bottom out, I draw around a circle of baking parchment with my Sharpie pen, then cut a circle out that's exactly, if not a little bit bigger, the right size. Yes. But then I butter. So I've got my tin. I butter with the spring form thing closed. I butter it liberally inside and out. And a bit like when you cork in a bathroom, I make sure there's plenty of butter on that seam on the bottom. Then I lay my grease with my baking parchment into that and around the edges and stick it to the sides with butter. And I, it's all right, Nick Kingy. It works, dude. It works. And I have a slightly different technique in that I make me roundy bit just to compensate. For the for the leakage, I make me roundy bit, and I do it because I have exactly what Dave describes one that's been bashed in the cupboard, as you would expect, and um, I have a, du- a double thickness, and I make it slightly thicker, uh, slightly uh, bigger than the bottom of the tin. So when I do put it on, I clamp the tin and the thickness of the paper into the sides of yeah. the bottom. You see, and then I line it again. Uh, with exactly as Dave instructed, and Bob's your uncle, it's never leaked. So that tin is still in use. Yeah, yeah. Preparation. Preparation yes. is the key to success. Yes. Especially in the world of baking. Oh, yes, absolutely. Have you had a leaky tin, Tash? Well, I was just thinking about what you were saying, and then Sai sort of covered my point. Um, or oh, a leaky tin. No, I do have a bashed one. And I don't love the spring form ones, because I don't like sometimes when you undo them too quick. My one's got a really sharp snap. So when you undo it and it pops open, I sometimes take some of the cake with it because the cake edges come off so quickly and it frustrates me. So I'm thinking, not, not I always line, line it, does it? Yeah, I line the bottom, but I don't line the sides. Ah, uh, you've got to line the sides. I yeah, so that's interesting. So I will do that because that's what frustrates me. So I often don't use the spring uh, one. I just use ones like with baking paper all around and I lift them out. So yeah, I might try that. Good tip. Oh, but we're paranoid, me and Kingy, uh, about, you know, obviously on the telly, stuff's got to come out fine. You know, mm. uh, uh, it reminds me of the horrendous time. You can, it's on YouTube. Like, Harry Biker's failed summer pudding Saturday kitchen. Look it up. Now, <laughs> what you do is, we, it was a monster one, and it was Kingy's genius idea for the summer. How do you reinvent it? It's summer, it's Wimbledon. We created a Pim's summer pudding. So it's you think all the fruit, the taste of Pim's in there with mint. It was, it was one of those recipes. Yeah. like, genius, Kingy, genius. And, and made it work, and it worked. But you line the bowl with cling film, don't you? So yeah, you turn yes, the soap pudding out, out. Right? Now, on Saturday Kitchen, there's a wonderful team there who are completely infallible. If you think, like, Michel Roux Sr., God love him when he was alive, was on there making souffles live in the studio. But the, here's <laughs> one you did earlier. It will be the team there, the bomb-proof. However, on this occasion, forgot to put the cling film on, didn't they? Oh, no, no. Oh, it was a disaster. Alex James was the guest. We were hosting oh, no. it. We were knocking Al out of this bowl. 
and it oh. just came out. It was just like the biggest mess you've ever seen. It's quite funny, actually, but it is on YouTube. As, as we talked to the producer with her last week, she said, we had so much mileage out of that, though, in real <laughs> <laughs> But at the time, I bet it wasn't funny. Did you turn it out and then just go... No, it was quite funny at the time, to be fair. It, it was it? It could only be us, wouldn't it, really? Yeah, it could, you know... <laughs> And then we always come out with the same line on Saturday Kitchen. We could have just done a bloody sandwich. You know, yeah, we could have done a stir fry. Some are pudding. Yeah, stir fry. No, actually, I said the first thing that came to me head, which was which was the worst thing I could have said. I said, you know, the thing is, Alex, it's just meant to give a little bit. Like when my wife takes a spanks off at the end of the night, just, <laughs> oh, no, live television. Whoopsie. Oh, my God. But, but, do you know what the laugh was, Tash? By the time we got out of the studio, there it was, the Daily Mail Online. Saturday Kitchen viewers fury at Harry Biker's epic. Oh, they film. weren't. Oh, no. yeah, it was in the paper. Yeah, as oh, the producer said, Saturday Kitchen's epic happiness due to ratings. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so. The result of this is line your stuff properly. Line it. Line it. If you've got leakage. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. I, do you, just tell me though. Even that turned out awfully on Saturday Kitchen. Do people still eat it? You still serve it to the guests. I don't think anybody got as far as cooking it. Well, it was delicious. The <laughs> recipe was it's absolutely delicious. So I've just, my mother-in-law's having us for Christmas and I said, anything I can do. And I always ask that in the hope someone goes, no, just bring yourself. But sadly, no. She's going, oh, yes, please. Do bring a meringue roulade. Well, yeah, well, I can do meringue. I can do a but I'm not bad at it. Uh, but I, I know, my mum taught me to make a meringue the night before, put it in for an hour, and yeah. then leave it until the next morning. But I think with the meringue roulade, it'll then go crispy. So do I? what do I do to make that meringue soft enough to roll and not crack in my hands? No, we've never it? done it, have we? I'll tell you what, oh, a, a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago on Saturday Kitchen, there was a chef that did it. And it does crack, but it, yeah. it looked really good. But when they were making it, I thought, oh, best avoid that one. Yeah, it's I think it's dangerous. And the thing is, can I make it? Christmas Eve, roll it with the cream and just stick it in the fridge and take it next day? Or do I think I have to assemble it with all the components when I get to their house on Christmas Day and then make it up? Is it one of those ones you can make Don't you say bollocks and tecra chocolate log? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I actually don't. I, 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 think, I think I'd go with bollocks and give it a chocolate <laughs> log. I think that's definitely true, mate. Yeah. You know what? Oh, yes, could I, can I have a roulade? What, are you having a laugh? Well, if she, wants a, no, if she wants a roulade, in our Christmas book, which has just been re-released, um, but the recipe's there free on the internet anyway. It's oh, a chestnut. Harrybakers.com, dude. Harrybakers.com. Yeah, drive, drive the yeah. traffic. It's a chestnut and chocolate roulade. Oh. It's lovely, though. Yeah, very Christmassy, very special. But that's a cake, not a meringue. Well, it's not meringue. No, it's no, 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 it's, it's a roulade. It's a roulade. Why does it have to be rolled? Why can't you just have like a vacheron? It's like a lead meringue. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you see, that'd be good. And you could just, you could be a rebel and make your own independence mm. with your mother-in-law. I could do a Christmas, oh, is that scary? She's a very nice mother-in-law, so I mustn't be mean. Um, but I, but I, I could do a Christmas tree, couldn't I? I could do one circle meringue and then a smaller circle and a smaller circle. Could I not make a Christmas tree out of it? You could, yeah. that'd be lovely. You could be a bit yeah. of green, green food colouring to it as well, and make it like Martian sick. Oh, <laughs> well, you sold me until you said Martian sick. The cherries around the, the outside is baubles. Oh, this is going to work. Oh, hey. Listen, how much help can you need? Who needs a Christmas cake when you got that? Well, <laughs> let's see whether you actually make it or not then. No, no, I've got to. I'm going to throw it out Christmas Day. We want photos. Photos. Okay, deal. I'm on okay. it. Okay. 
Everyone, we're looking forward to Posh Tash's extraordinary meringue Christmas tree uh, creation. <laughs> so not only have you put yourself under pressure by asking, oh, yeah, you've yeah. also told the world, now yeah. everybody's going to be going, ooh. Yeah. ooh. Oh, it'll look like the Grinch. It'll be a green <laughs> pile of the Grinch. <laughs> we should just mention, by the way, that um, uh, on the subject of uh, bollocks, which was mentioned just a little while ago, that um, I've had an email from a gentleman last week, as uh, Sai mentioned this in the... Uh, in the podcast that he wasn't going to wear a Christmas jumper. I asked him and Sai's response was to say bollocks. And um, this gentleman has now put that as, as his ringtone. He was so, he laughed so much that Sai saying bollocks is now this gentleman's ringtone. So oh to you, God. sir, <laughs> we look forward to your yeah, happy can Christmas. Can you send us a, can you send, how do you, how do you we'd, we'd like, can you get, yeah. Yeah, so get a recording of that, please. That'll be great. Yeah. Well, you know, well, when my there was nothing really offensive or insidious about this, but Sai once said to my stepdaughter when she was about thirteen, he knew the term butt crack. And so anyway, <laughs> when she was depressed or sad or out of adolescent angst, she phoned Uncle Sai up of getting to say butt crack. She did. <laughs> like in front of hours of the day, and I'd be like in meetings, and she'd go, Uncle Sai, I'll go, yeah. She goes, can you say butt crack? But crack. <laughs> She'd be like, what? And it's just make her happy. It would be like, oh, yeah, Brilliant. all right, that's an easy give. Well, great. You know. We like that. Uh, it was uh, Stuart McAllister who wrote in. Stuart McAllister, we would like uh, evidence, please, that your uh, ringtone is Sai saying bollocks, and then we would like to put that on. So thank you very much. If you got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncles a line. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, if you're down, hey, if you're down, now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just send an email, Just send an email to the agony uncles. It's time for another issue, and this is called Grandma's Word Wrangling. For this, we need one male name and one grandma name. So, uh, Uncle Si, a male name, please, and Uncle Dave, a grandma name. Gary. And Eunice. Eunice. Gary and Eunice. Ooh, Eunice. Good call. Uh, this comes from... Isn't it? Nice. Yeah, this comes from Gary, yeah. who says, uh, Dear Uncle Si, Uncle Dave, and Posh Trash. He has just written Posh oh, Trash. come on. Posh Trash. <laughs> I need a coping mechanism, says Gary. Oh. My grandma is coming for Christmas. It's an oh, annual God. ritual. I know I'm lucky to still have my gran, he writes, but the thing is, she drives me crazy, and this year she'll be here for three days, two days longer than ever before. While she's here, she'll do all the usual cliched grand things. She'll insist on watching some black and white nonsense on the telly on the Christmas afternoon, then fall asleep or farting loudly at the dinner table. None of that is a problem, though. The thing that drives me mad is the words and phrases that she gets wrong, and no matter how many times we correct her, she still gets them wrong. She sounds great. For example, yeah. <laughs> for example, Milton Keynes. Brilliant. Milton Keynes is Milton Keys. She can't say something is worth your while. It's always worth your wild. Then there's you've got another think coming. Make someone a scapegoat, and and sweat your appetite instead of wet your appetite. I know she'll do it. I know I try every time not to lose my rag, but how do I how do I hold it in? Says Gary after the second day of being told that something in her life was a damp squid. 
over to you. I love that one. I'd kiss her. <laughs> oh, mint. She's mint. Yeah, uh, well, right, Gary. Uh, well, you could. T- I'll tell you what you could do. You could just ply her with sherry. Yes. No, just get better, wouldn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, just get. Uh, it would be brilliant. And you've just got to rise above it, Gaza. You know, come on, dude. It's Christmas. You know, that's what grands are for. You know. Yeah. You know, I'm stuck between a rock and a fireplace. You know. <laughs> That was what? <laughs> oh, I'm stuck between a rock and a fireplace. What? You? <laughs> <laughs> what? what do you mean? It's, it's, you used to call it a spoonerism, wasn't it? You used to call it. Hilda Ogden was brilliant on Coronation Street back in the day. We used to call them Hilda Ogdenisms. And, yeah. oh, oh, they're brilliant. It's when you mishear something and it becomes part of your vocabulary. Yeah, I, 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 your, your boys and that when they were kids were like that. You, but you end up with your own vocabulary, and some of that has leached over into uh, ours. I mean, like, was it a Dutch pancake house became a pancanaka house? And, <laughs> and so, like, my own to go, oh look, there's another bloody pancanaka house. And so, but, but it's funny. It, it's even your boys won't remember. Yeah, it's charming. It's my my son, my son has, couldn't say necessarily for a long time. He says necessary. So we then changed it to Nessa Cucumber. So I can't, I literally have to stop myself. And I go, Nessa Cucumber, necessarily. Nessa Cucumber is what we say in our house. Well, we, it's just, it's interesting because the, the as Dave says, it, like through the generations and now my granddaughter. So when my boys were little, for some reason, and, it, and like all of the three of them are thinking, Dave will bear witness to this. They they couldn't they could say scooter but they just put a B on the front of it so it's like and then and then take the A R off so it became biscuity right <laughs> so like oh I'm gonna get me biscuity out and I'm going Aww. what the hell so they'd get that biscuity out so anyway um because it's two days before Christmas and she's only two I've bought um I bought my granddaughter a little kind of biscuity. Right. And I just put it on the thing and everybody and I'm absolutely gonna be fascinated to when she does start to talk to actually which I mean she is, but when she starts to like kind of thing, if she can actually say scooter. Because the a dad certainly couldn't. <laughs> so it's like, oh I've got me biscuity. What? How does it work? I love language like that. It's amazing. Yeah, but sometimes you, you still use it, Kingy. If you're offered tea and biscuits, you'll go, no, I'll eat the biscuits. The biscuits, yeah. yeah. It's, it's... And we can't say in our house, we can't say parsnip. We always, my dad always said snarp it. So snarp, you want snarp it, it yeah, with snarp that. It. You know, there's always something. Oh, do you know, we're going back to that lovely granny. I would... I would love to have her in my house. I mean, you don't want boring granny. You want funny granny. You want yeah, someone to make you laugh. And I think he just needs to, you know, he's not going to change her. She's so old now. Huh? She's set in her ways. And I would I'd treasure her. She sounds brilliant. Yeah, she does. Gary, man up, you big wuss. <laughs> yeah, we, we have had a few in our, our house. It's obviously, the, the, the English isn't the first language, really, oh, yeah. a lot of times. And um, and I always remember a, a little, little just... Sometimes we were arguing with with this, uh, and she shouted out, "Just shut up and get on with ripping those presents." <laughs> <laughs> that stuck with a daughter for years now. <laughs> Mommy, uh, what are you doing to the presents? <laughs> oh my uh, and it, it, it's gone on like that. But of course, if she says anything that makes a mispronunciation. Oh, she gets so, you know, you can't take the mickey out of her. But, um, <laughs> oh, no. And one thing I used to do as well is, as well as peculiar to Barrowing Furnace, I used to always call mushrooms, musherooms. Oh. Yeah. 
And, and, and it's people, when I'm up in Barrow, people go, oh, I just have some mushrooms on toast. <laughs> and was, it wasn't, you know, the amount of time, especially on telly, no, there's there's no kind of ER. You do it with it. You'll be needing the ER in a minute. If you got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncles a line. It's time to head to Christmas Confidential Corner, and this is called My Girlfriend Reveals Herself. Now, I need one lady and one gentleman's name, and as it's Christmas, I think Tash should come up with both of them. Yes. Oh, that's really mean. I know. Because um, uh, uh, it's Christmas, can I say Mary and Nicholas? You can. We have oh. to say Mary and Joseph. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is going. This is going a really odd way now. No, no. <laughs> Mary and Joseph. I think Mary and Nicholas probably probably is better. Yeah. Uh, Safer. So let's go, this, Mary and Nicholas. This comes from Nicholas. <laughs> Dear Agony Uncles and Princess Tash, writes oh. Nicholas. Oh, best one so Tash. far. I have a relationship difficulty and I need your help. Oh, I've been going out with Mary for almost a year now. And up until a couple of months ago... <laughs> the donkey gets in the way. Up until a couple of months ago, all was going well. She seemed normal and we had a good time. She'd stay over at my place and I'd stay over at hers quite a lot and I felt like she was the one. And so we decided to find somewhere to live together. We are about to sign up for a nice flat. But in the last few weeks, she started to display some slightly odd tendencies. Oh. If I'm having a shower or cleaning my teeth, she will, unannounced, come in, sit down and have a wee. Oh. She chats to me while doing this, and so far, it's only been a wee. She's just started to talk to me as though she was a cat. Instead of words, she'll say the word meow. So, oh God. have you put the bins out, comes out as meow, 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 meow. I've woken up a few times to find her taking photographs of me. She says she has more photos of me asleep than when I'm awake. I've questioned this behaviour, but she just says she's having fun and because she loves me so much, she can finally be herself. The problem is, I'm not sure if I like her being herself. <laughs> Your opinions would be very useful. Love, Nicholas. Over to you. Run. <laughs> get your, get your reindeer, get your sleigh, go St Nick and leg it. Uh, dude. You can't have people taking photographs when you sleep. I mean, you'll never sleep again. Oh. Not to mention, I mean, look, I don't mind the wigging and the pooing thing. Oh, I, I do, never. Oh, I do, too. Well, I mean, oh. I do it all the time with you. <laughs> it was blocked. No, not like... No, I think, you know... No, 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 me and Lil, no. No, boundaries, mate. Bound, no, oh. you got to retain some mystery. You know, equally, if, if, if you know, if it was sick, I'd clean up and do that. You know, I wouldn't bother yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, but no. on a day-to-day -day thing, if I was cleaning me chompers, you know, and she was busting for a pee, the, what, the bathroom door would fly open, then there'd be this, hurry up, hurry up, yeah. and that'd be it, and the door would slam, and I'd have to be foaming at the mouth, spitting while I get out, she goes, and have a pee. But no, no not this... <laughs> Not this show of kind of toiletry, like exfoliation, not in front of one another. Oh, no. And also, couples, if, if one's in the bath, the one has a dump by the bath. No, oh, by the bath. No. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. I went on a, uh, a date long before meeting, meeting husband, a guy we'd, I'd been seeing him for nice dinners for a while. And then he asked, said, Oh, should we go away for a weekend? Took me to Norfolk. Don't know why. Took me to Norfolk, and I didn't really know him that well, but I was a bit nervous. And then we got to this hotel, and he just walked in, and he just walked straight into the hotel room. And while I was going, "Oh, this is a lovely room," he just opened the bathroom door and just sat down, and and just sat there in full view. And I can oh, remember dear. thinking, "I have to go." And so that evening, I actually just said, oh, "I think I might book another room." I couldn't oh, stay. 
It was just, to me, that was the biggest turnoff in the entire world. I was like, I'm not married to you. I don't need to see it yet. It's all meant to be element of surprise. That is, you can shut the door, fine. Yeah, yeah. But no, thank you. Yeah. But that, that took me over the edge. But I will also say that my husband absolutely hates the sound of someone peeing and weeing. He's, for him, it's a huge turnoff. But sometimes you are desperate. Uh, and he's in there, like you, Dave, cleaning his teeth or shaving or doing something, and I'm desperate. And my biggest threat is you come in and I've sort of got my trousers ready to come down. <laughs> he's so scared you might hear me. I said, no, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> but the threat of doing it gets him out so fast. <laughs> he's out the door. And I'm like, Excellent. that's me, that's the bathroom. I'll have a nice long bath now, thank you. <laughs> 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 oh no! So, so how about the speaking in cat language? That's oh, ridiculous. No. no, that's that's just that's that, that. I mean, that look, that, that baby that, talk thing really irritates me. Oh, that's so many couples do it. Meow meow. Oh, oh I used to do one couple. We called oh. each other Poo and Poozles, which oh, wasn't so bad when they're eighteen, but now they're sixty-five. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, continent and incontinent. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like that baby talk. No, no. Seriously, what you were saying to him? Because like he needs to not get the flat. Yeah. Well, it's worrying that she she's now saying I can be myself. It's like mm. she's been he's she sort of roped him in under being somebody else, and now she's some fruitcake. Like pussycat with a, a GoPro around its head or something. It's just slightly scary. I mean, I, like you, Si, the first word on my lips as you were reading that, Mark, was run. I mean, yeah. you no, know, no thank you. No, no meow, no. meow, no sitting there weeing in front of you in your relationship. That's not comfortable. That's horrible. No, and, and I think, yeah, uh, yeah. And if she and if you've tried to talk to her about it and she goes, I love you so much, yeah. I think also um, when you do run, leave no trail. <laughs> Cats can smell you. Yeah, that, that'll be it. That'll be it. Because meow meow will be on the prowl. <laughs> you could kind of talk it through, really. Like, look. I think he's tried, though, bro. Yeah. Yeah, hasn't he? Mark, he's tried to. He, 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 he said he had that conversation, and yes, this, that was when she revealed that she was just being herself. Oh, God. Oh. Well, that's her, her jeopardy, then, isn't it? And he's going to say, well, I'm really sorry. I don't like you being yourself. So that yeah. is it. Oh, yeah. well, isn't it? I mean. Yeah, but I wonder if it was that simple because you see, there's emotion involved, isn't it? And then this the, the whole cut and dry thing, it never it's never worked for me. What if what if he entertains it, and then he dresses himself up before he goes to sleep, so he gets different photos, and then she won't like it, or he just leaves out a saucer of milk for dinner, and he sits there and has a big roast oh. just to see what she starts to do then. I've got an idea, yes. I've got an idea. Like, uh, yeah, time-lapse or something. Yeah, <laughs> see what lapse. happens. And then stick a time-lapse. Oh, no, you get done for that. Um, what about, <laughs> what about he pretends to be asleep? Oh, yes. And then he takes, and then she's just about to take a photograph. <laughs> and then he gets up and goes, <laughs> Wow, yeah. will stop doing yeah. that? Now, as for the toilet thing, what he can do is, as a security to teach her a lesson is if you're in the bathroom, what I would do is put a sheet of cling film over the toilet bowl and put the seat down. Yes, that's a great idea. Pee now, pussycat, and see what happens. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. Well, let's go around the table. I think we know where we're going with this, but uh, uh, doesn't like being yourself, uh, run or stay, uh, Uncle Dave. Oh, I think you want a girlfriend. You don't want an incontinent animal, do you? Really? Posh dad. Uh, he needs to run. And Uncle Sai. Oh, I do run. 
absolutely ruined. Taking photographs of you when you were asleep, pretending to be a cat, and weighing while you're having a... No. No. If your life's in a mess, then the email address is theagonyuncles at thehairybikes.co.uk. Yeah. As always, we send our thanks to you for listening to us and for sending in your lovely thoughts, comments and problems. And remember, the email address to send us your problems is agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. We'll have some new episodes for you right through Christmas, so there'll always be the Agony Uncles podcast for a little light relief. Just follow the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss a single one. You don't actually have to follow the subscribe button because oh, no, that would be rather esoteric. Uh, Just yeah. follow and subscribe. <laughs> yes, anyway. that is true, dude, to be fair. Yes. As Mr. King gets into the holiday spirit, <laughs> it's a very happy Christmas from Poshtash. Merry Christmas. The Thin White Duke. Happy Christmas, everybody. And of course, from us. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.